Hello and welcome to Cracking Crime. I'm your host, Jamie Tilson. Happy Seth. <laughs> oh man, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done one of these. A few rather. I know. Well, we're trying to keep them coming, but you know, all kinds of stuff comes up. You know. Yeah, life. Life. There we go. Work, surgeries, stuff like that. Yeah. But we're here now. That's all that matters. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm very excited. So, we start. we were doing, the last one was Taco Bell, right? Taco Bell Strangler. Yeah. Yeah. Love Taco we, Bell. I love Taco Bell, too. You yeah. know, the one in Fremont's open until 4 a.m.? What? Yeah. We were at the hotel having a couple beers last night, and it was probably 1 o'clock. You know, I'm thinking, ah, I'm going to go to bed. Well, I mean, obviously I'm hungry, but I wasn't thinking about food. Like, I would have been right. okay without it. And next thing I know, Ryan's sitting there like, there's a Taco Bell right out that window, apparently. It's open till 4, and I was like, oh, that's, not, that's not possible. There's no way. There's no way they could cook that excellence for that long and be that open. And I walk over to the window and look, and sure enough, there's like 12 people online. It's like, must be a bunch of drunk people. They are open. They're crazy. Oh, that's freaking like, awesome. Yeah, I got the mobile app, and we all ordered it, and it said, yeah, come inside, so... Me and Ryan just walked over there through a parking lot, and the door was closed, so we had to go back, get in our truck, go wait in line. <laughs> but yeah, Taco Bell opened until 4 a.m. I called I'll him and asked him. He's like, hey, I'm staring at your building from my hotel window, drunk as shit. Uh, are you open until 4? Is that what it says? It's a typo? <laughs> like, no, we are. It's like, well, great. I love you. <laughs> he hung up, but I'm sure, he, I'm sure he said it back afterwards. Yeah, he was like, love that guy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. I didn't know that. There should be one of those everywhere. Yeah. I don't know what time... I don't think any of the ones up in Carnier are closed. Are I bet, open late. I bet they have just enough time to close and make breakfast ready. And then open again at like, what, 6? Is that one Nebraska? Or that's one crazy. Nebraska? So then they, they turn around and open for breakfast, too? I would imagine so, what's the so, point? Yeah. And I think we need to get a hold of... Get them on their phone. Um, I gotta find out They're why they even right close. Now. It ain't 4 a.m., Guarantee that you want to call them. I, I will. Hold okay. Up. Well, if I'm you if you want to call them and just ask them why they even close then if they're only closed for two hours, what's the point? No, I, we don't actually need to call. What? gonna find out your name pops up on the caller id <laughs> they're, they're probably open. busy making the quesadillas they're not even open all <laughs> no, that they're like yeah we're closed on sunday <laughs> that would make sense i was gonna ask him maybe we'll call him tomorrow <laughs> why would you even close just talk to me there's probably some lady like i don't my manager's not here i don't know i'm like well fucking call her <laughs> put me on hold or three-way <laughs> house where we always partied that it was it was great it was a safe place to party parents didn't give a shit about us if we you know we died or whatever okay so they were great they left us alone didn't come check on us but we just had a basement we could all drink there and we stayed there and it was like maybe maybe a block down the same street it, it would uh 
it hooked north. And right on where it hooked north, it came into a main street, uh, a highway, I believe. And there was a Taco Bell right there. So you could literally drink and then just walk around and steal. And it, they were always open until 2 a.m. So that was always that was always what we did. Oh, that's awesome. And then we drank till 1 o'clock and we'd walk over to Taco Bell. Yeah. So I've, I've heard of them being open until 2, but for one to be open until 4 a.m., that's just beyond me. I know, that's unreal. And I'm serious, at 2 o'clock, dude, we, with our order already there, we waited. We were the 12th car in line. And when, when we left, there were still 12 behind us. Well, that's why they're open until 4. Yeah, no wonder. Because they're, they're still they're that banging. busy. And what pissed that's me crazy. off was the refried beans weren't, they weren't fresh. You know how when you get them, I'm thinking that they're well, of this busy. of course they're not fresh at 2 a.m. But if they're that busy, you gotta be, you'd be thinking they're making them fresh. They're I keeping them going. I don't really how, know what other happen? people order at Taco Bell. Because you'd think that, I mean, most of the shit that they've got, they've got refried beans in them. Yeah. And, yeah. Most of every once in a while, you get some, and it's like, it's just a brick of beans in there. And it's like, it what? Was, it, was, it was some of the weirdest service we've had, too, because uh, three of us, there was drunk. five of us that ordered, three of us, <laughs> <laughs> three of us ordered $5 cravings boxes, and Jacqueline's $5 craving box didn't come in a box. They just put the individual items in there. So I'm like, we didn't get the box, but we got extra stuff. You know, I'm like, I'm getting ready to go back. And Jacqueline opens it. She's like, well, that's what I ordered. And that's what I ordered. And I'm eating. I got like half my quesadilla. I'm like, are you sure it's old? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back. We'll get another. <laughs> it's going to take me a half an hour to wait in that long ass line. We're going to get it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and all of it was just kind of mediocre, which I get they're busy. There's 12 cars in line, but for it not to taste like it was just now freshly cooked was beyond me with how busy it was. Yeah, that is really surprising. Very. But Moving on. <laughs> no, go ahead. You got something else? No. I can talk about Taco Bell all day. I know I can too. I, I found that over lunchtime, it's very good because yeah. they did breakfast. Everything's pretty fresh. Boom, here's your lunch. And then I've also found that like, if you go there around dinner time, so like anywhere from five to seven, pretty good. Pretty good. See, I never, but if you, I never hit that mark for some reason once yeah. on the outside of those. Yeah, because those are about the times. I I mean, I usually order one bean burrito, and if it's good, then I always regret that I didn't get like eight. You, yeah. do, you do realize that if it were midnight right now, three months a three-hour drive. So now that we have this information, we know at all times, anytime, ever. If it's midnight, we could make it there by 3 a.m. and they would still be open. We're going to drive six hours round trip. When we leave, we're going to stop at Carney and we're going to grab Wendy's. And then we're going to drive. <laughs> what I'm saying is, we'll get there at 3 o'clock in the morning. We'll stop, we'll eat, we'll start heading back about 3.45. By the time we get back into Carney, oh, we can get Taco Bell breakfast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what you're saying is Taco Bell dinner in Carney, Taco Bell midnight dinner at 3 a.m. and then breakfast Taco Bell the breakfast. Morning, yeah. Oh my yeah. God, that's all right. Yeah. If you want us to do that, you let us know. All right. We don't have to do anything else. I could literally we could just drive and eat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Hey, this all we'll sounds great. I'm in. The whole time. This sounds great. great. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Land to me. So we're still doing this Taco Bell gift card giveaway thing. We've got it. 
We've got the gift card. It's yeah. sitting here. I still got to get Garcia his beef jerky from the last giveaway. God. So I will send that. He sent me a text the other day and was like, Where's my fucking jerky? <laughs> yeah, he really did. <laughs> and I was like, you knock it off. We'll get this to you. But I've got a gift card right here. And it's ready to go to somebody. And we've only got one person on there right now. And I'm perfectly fine giving it away to Mr. Matson. You just did. You just gave it away to me. Oh, you need this, too. Yeah, that's the gift card we're giving away. That's what do you got going on? It's literally in my pocket. It says know, 15 you... to 100. What's the number? Because if it's 90, I'm, I'm no, willing to No, that one's 25. Right. That's my 25. You've still got to get a 25 <laughs> to oh. give to somebody. Mr. Matson followed all the directions. I wish you would have said something when I was there last night at 2 o'clock in the morning. You can get Taco Bell gift cards at Dollar General. Oh. Family Dollar. Walmart? Yeah, no excuse then. All right. You don't. Yeah, I think Casey's. They call Jack when she's about to get dog food. I'll have her grab it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd work perfect. Yeah. Oh. All right. So we're doing this giveaway. Whatever we said was the rules of it. Go listen to Taco Bell Strangler. That's where the rules are at. Yeah. All right. So that's right. So far, only one of you did what we asked you to do. So that's right. We're not and I don't as know. successful as we thought we were. By, <laughs> <laughs> by the next episode, you we're going to do the giveaway. And if Ghostbusters it's, Afterlife. What's He's that? Ghostbusters Afterlife. The little nerdy kids got like a million podcast episodes and just Dan Aykroyd was the only one listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that us? Well, thank you for listening, Dan. Um, our one fan. Our one fan. If it's Dan Aykroyd, we're doing well. We're doing, we're doing pretty good. It probably isn't. <laughs> so, again, well, speaking of that, remember, go give us five stars. If you guys are listening to us, give us five stars. We're worth it. Right, yes, well, Seth, three I will we send Seth. <laughs> I will send Seth over to your house to do some really funky stuff. All right, for five stars and a good review. It smells funky. Right. Well, it, it might. It probably will. I'll take a big old shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gonna be at their request, not yours. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm open to that. That's what you want to do. <laughs> all right, so do that. That helps the algorithm. It helps get it to another maybe couple hundred people to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> another four or five. Yeah, another four or five. That'd be great. All right. So we're our goal is to get to a few thousand, and yeah. we're just a couple people away. Yeah, we're looking. We're looking at twelve. It's pretty good. It's yeah. So <laughs> when we first started, uh, we had a lot of family that was supporting us, and now they don't. Not they're like, those, oh, yeah, no, I'll listen again. Yeah. Not one of those MFers. You know what? I'm not sorry, Grandma. <laughs> I doubt you're even going to hear this. <laughs> I think Grandma's still listening. Well, you, why wouldn't you say that in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't talking about her. Lost our like, my wife. I asked my wife, I'm like, hey. Oh, yeah, Jacqueline says. Yeah. She used to, like, call me during work and say, oh, that was hilarious when you said this and Jamie right. said that. and. Yeah, Sam would give yeah. me pointers. She'd call me. She'd be like, oh, okay. So, you know, do this. And, oh, that one was really good. Blah, blah, Now she's just like, yeah, I like it when good. you guys used to do this. And when you used to do that. Yeah. And I'm like, How we you know? just did that. Yeah, and she goes, listen. oh, yeah, I haven't listened to like eight episodes. So I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. Thank you, honey. Yeah, I just haven't yeah. listened to the last four through 20. But if it's any consolation, we haven't noticed the decline in our loved ones not listening because we must have some supporters out there. We yeah. appreciate it. So you know what? Show us 
your appreciation. Go to our Facebook page. Go to all of our social media. We're on the Twitter. Um, we're on the... Twittersphere. Yeah. What was that? The Twittersphere. The Twittersphere. Uh, Insta uh, stuff. The... Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. There's. I think there's pretty... We got half naked pictures of Seth on our Instagram. Um, you don't want to see that these days. <laughs> And we're also on Patreon. So we got a shout out, Mr. Mike Garcia. Dude, Get your jerky's on. on the way. We appreciate you being our Patreon. There. Stop being so impatient. It's only been a couple months. I know. Jeez. We do <laughs> giveaways. You know what? You're worth it. Just we're because, we're in this yeah. jerky from B. John's jerky. It's worth the wait. All right. Just because you want it in 2022 doesn't mean you're going to get it in 2023. <laughs> doesn't mean that. We, didn't, we didn't say when we'd send it. We said we would, okay? That's right. Hang in there, buddy. <laughs> you might get it fourth quarter. <laughs> oh. um, we got um, Grandma. Thank you, Grandma, for being one of our Patreons. And then we've got... Um, you you're over there still? Yeah. Uh, CBD. Uh, it's the... Uh, Phelps Harvest. Phelps Harvest CBD. Check them out. Phelps Harvest on Facebook. Um, it's all homegrown stuff or however you... Natural d- alternative to pharmaceuticals. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say... I wasn't saying it right at all. Who else we got? We got we got Grams. And then right. Mr. Garcia and then Phelps Harvest. Garcia. Those are our three Patreons that we shout Grandma out for. Garcia. Yeah. Yes. None of my other family members give a shit. No, they haven't it's joined our Patreon yet. We do. We got like three or four bonus episodes on Patreon. We're going to be putting out more. Five bucks a month would be what? 60 bucks a year? Oh, it's $10 oh, a month. Or, or you could do three. Oh, yeah, three? but three you don't get a shout out. Three you just are donating money because you don't want to listen to chair Seth's chair squeaking anymore. Um, back, so now I gotta have surgery because I've been sitting in this thing for so damn long. <laughs> so the bill's going up. You better get it while it's hot. <laughs> oh, so anyway, so thank you uh, to our Patreons. That's fantastic. If you wanna help us out, go over to Patreon. Check it out over there. All right. This week, dude, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. So this is our 25th episode, and so it's you know kind of a Big number, right? With 25. So we're going to do the O.J. Simpson case. All right? So just we're covering O.J. Simpson. So it's kind of crazy. I'll talk about it a little bit more at the end. But, uh, well, I guess we'll just we'll just go. We're going to get after it. We're going to get after it. Where did they go? Orenthal James Simpson. Geronimo. <laughs> So he's born in 1947. Uh, 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 does it sound like I'm falling when I do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Who'd you say was what? <laughs> Orenthal James Simpson. Orenthal. Orenthal. Born in San Francisco, California in 1975. Sounds like a gel you would put on a zit. Okay, so I said 1975 because he's 75 years old. He was born in 1947. That makes more sense. Makes a lot more sense. Just after World War II. He's a baby boomer? Not really a late one. <laughs> Somebody had a lazy dick. <laughs> that decade. They did. <laughs> uh, so he was in a little bit of trouble um, when he was growing up in San Francisco. Um, but then he like turns to football, ends up going to college. All right. So 
Goes to USC. How'd that turn out? When you tried football, did you? Is he alright? Was he okay? I, you think? So sports, he athletically was he inclined? Well, you know what? I think at first he wasn't doing that great, um, but then for some reason he he ended up like turning around. He ended up doing pretty decent. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I had a couple sacks in high school. I don't, Did you? I don't, you'll see me gloat about it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, his. Uh, his I I don't think I don't really think he played that much in high school. I think obviously a little bit in high school. I don't know how he. I mean I could go into it right, um, but he ends up going to USC. Um, Wait, he got into USC and he didn't play high school. Yeah, no, I'm thinking that he did. It just doesn't say much. It just says he was at Galileo High School. Um, he played for the yeah he did play for the school football team. Mm. He graduated in '65. It doesn't give much about whether or not he was good. I'm assuming that they were looking at him, right? Because he's a running back. So I, if you don't know anything about OJ, he's you know Hall of Fame. This is gonna back. sound like a tad bit racist, but if I'm a USC coach and I got four white guys that have been going to school, you know, playing football their whole lives, and a black guy walks up, he's like, "I want to play." I'm like, "You're in. You're faster. You could jump higher. You could probably catch better. You're in. I don't care." If you have any experience at all. And he probably just practiced that one day. It was like just naturally fantastic. Yeah. That may be what happened. Is that yeah. racist of me to say? I feel like it's, it's a good racist. <laughs> I don't think there is a good. Black people are great at sports. <laughs> They're athletic as shit. So it says in his early years he joined a street gang. I'm getting your hand. I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go down this road, Seth. <laughs> Um, he was briefly incarcerated. Um, oh, his future wife, Marguerite. Uh, Marguerite. Marguerite? Yeah. His Margaret? childhood sweetheart. She described him as just a really awful person back then. Wow, that's mean. Oh, woo. After his third arrest, a meeting with Willie Mays during a baseball star, um, or during which the baseball star encouraged him to um, avoid trouble, helped him like shape him and change him. I already like Willie Mays, and that just makes me like him even more. Yeah, just yep. talking to kids and stuff, and that's awesome. I love, right. I love Willie Mays. Oh yeah, no, he's absolutely amazing. So yeah. he helped kind of turn OJ's life around for a couple years, right? Because as we all know, from you know. Here in 64, 64 until, you know, in 94, so 30 years later, he's not doing so good. No, no, not at all. No. But he goes to USC. Um, he ends up winning the Heisman his senior year. They're, they're called one of the best running backs they ever had. Um, he ends up getting drafted. He goes to um, Buffalo Bills from 69 to 77. Buffalo. Yep, Buffalo Bills. Uh, in the meantime is when he started. He was traveling back and forth between California, and then he would go to all of his games in Buffalo and stuff like that. San Francisco from 78 to 79. So he was on the Niners. Um, then he retires and then goes into, like, movies. And he was in Naked Gun, all three of those Naked Gun movies. I haven't watched those since I was a kid. So I, I, know, I can't remember the role he played. He was, uh, oh crap, I can find it out. I, I just remember watching one with my dad, like those, and uh, 
oh, what the heck, is it Hot Shots? Or who's it with uh, Charlie Sheen where he's Wild Thing? Which the... Charlie Sheen, he plays Wild Thing, baseball movies. Yes. They were kind of like making fun of movies and stuff like that too, though. Well, I don't know, it was a comedy. You know what I'm talking about, though? Oh, yeah, I loved Hot Shots. Hot Shots. So it is Hot Shots. I wasn't no, sure no, no, if that no. was the name of it. No, he wasn't in. Yeah, no, the one you're talking about is Hot Shots. Yeah, no, I was saying the, the Naked Guns were kind of like the Hot they Shots. They were. Like about yeah. the same time, same kind of comedy, it seemed like. They were. My dad used to watch that. I used to watch with them. The, yeah. Yeah, no, they were really good. Yeah, I was trying to fill in the space while you looked up what you rolled in there. <laughs> well, you did great because I found it. Yeah, yeah great. Um, Cover blown. Nope, I didn't find it. Nope. It says films. Nice night um, for a walk if you're into that kind of thing. In popular culture, but everything I'm seeing is all about the case that we're Weather's getting ready to talk about. today with a high of 54 tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nordberg. He plays Nordberg in, uh, that's not in this, this is nothing but <laughs> NFL, uh, college football career, and murdering his wife. <laughs> that's all it's about. Allegedly. 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 Alleg- well, not even allegedly. I mean, he's, well, it was allegedly. Yeah, because he was found innocent. Uh, all right, so we're going to talk about this. All right. So I just want to find the year. So then that way... So he, at age of 19, he marries Marguerite Whitley. They had three children, um, Arnell Simpson, Jason Lamar Simpson, Aaron LaShawn Simpson. Um, oh, he lost a son. Aaron drowned in the family's pool in 79. That's too bad. He was two. That's awful. Um, in 77, he meets Nicole Brown. Um, she was working as a waitress at a nightclub called The Daisy, um, he was still married to his first wife. He begins dating Nicole Brown. Um, he divorces Marguerite in 79. They were, he then marries Nicole Brown in 85. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was five years after his retirement from professional football when they get married. Mm-hmm. Um, they have two children, Sydney Simpson and Justin Simpson. Um, I'm curious, how do you know anything about them, the kids? Like, how are they doing now? And, um, I do know that OJ still talks to some of his kids. Okay. How many? How many kids does he have? So it seems like here he's got four. four. He had five, but he's got four. Oh, <clears throat> he was married to her for seven years, um, in which they get a divorce, and he pleads no contest to spousal abuse. Um, she files for divorce in February of 92. So I guess that wasn't... So during the marriage is when he got arrested for spousal abuse in 89. So how, they get a divorce in 92. So I was 10 in 92. Oh. So you knew you, you, you didn't know much about it, but you were aware of what it was. No, so we, we lived in Southern California at the time yeah. of the Bronco chase. So I knew nothing of this until the Bronco Chase. Everybody knew the Bronco Chase. In 92, I would have been in Vegas. That's when Ashley was born in Vegas. But this is 94. Okay. So the murder is 94. Yeah. Yeah. And the Bronco Chase then, 94. So we were, again, we were living down in Southern California. We lived in La Quinta, California at the time. Yeah. It um, sounds about the same time me and Dad and Ashley and Mom were down there. It's got to be somewhere in there anyway. Like in Vegas? Where no, you guys I think were? we lived in California for a while too. Yeah, Fresno. but yeah, but that was you guys lived in Sacramento. Oh, we did. Yeah, we lived in Sacramento too. 
And then, but that was, so in 94, we moved back to Nebraska in 95. Yeah, so we were living California in 94 when, during the pursuit. And then we moved back to California the following year. Or to Nebraska. Yeah. Hmm. So, but that's what made everybody, and it was so popular of a trial that we even in Nebraska, they like let they had a freaking uh, they rolled out the uh, TVs and we all watched the verdict in the commons area. Everybody oh, really? came out in the commons area and watched it on TV. We watched Jeez. the verdict live. Huh. Yeah, it was unreal. <clears throat> so this is <laughs> the biggest news of that time. Yeah, by far. Yeah, yeah. It was just huge. I mean, it was everywhere. You couldn't do anything. I mean, O.J. Simpson was beloved by the country. It was unreal. I mean, here he's this, like, larger-than-life superstar. I mean, he was just starting to get into movies. He was doing commentary on all of the, you know, uh, football games. And then, so he was this former football player who then gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like, it's just unreal. So, and then he's now, like I say, going on to become a movie star, and all of the Naked Gun movies were fantastic. They were yeah. just, oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, I still, they're still great today. Uh, but yeah, then this whole thing happens. Now, I was too young at the time to really know what's happening. But, so let's just go into it. All right, so June 12th, 1994, Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman are found stabbed to death, okay, at her house. She doesn't live with OJ, so they're divorced. They, they're found dead, stabbed to death. Nicole Brown Simpson, her was, was her neck was throat. Uh, her, <laughs> neck was, her, her neck was throated. Yeah. Her neck is throated, you're right. <laughs> Golly. Just All his right. boob. <laughs> Leg uh. foot. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Nicole's um, neck was cut. Okay? And then, so was Ron Goldman's. And he was also stabbed, like, a ton of times. I mean, that's... <clears throat> I, murder's murder, but I feel... I, don't, I, I wouldn't know, but I feel like to shoot someone it, compared to stabbing someone, like, that's... It takes a whole different kind of person. It does. You know, like pulling a trigger and it just it happening on its own is one thing, but to actually like insert it, oh, it's, it's way more in depth. You have to be, I feel like you have to be way more of an evil person, like right. to your core to do that. Allegedly, oh. I don't know who did it, if it was him or not, but whoever right. did it, that's some evil shit. I, you wouldn't, I don't know. No, I agree. If it is him, that's maybe all that. Up close and personal. I do think a lot of the, the stars and, and everything, they're just so cut away from reality and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that maybe I could see something like that happening. You, you just think you're above the law, you're above everything. Maybe right. I don't know. No, I... Who knows? Yeah, I agree. It's a crazy deal. So, it is. I mean, it's 100%. I mean, it's violent. Very. Very, cut very violent. Throat. And <laughs> they... Her throat was cut so bad that it, it, her head was almost cut off. Yeah. That's brutal. Brutal. Yeah. Insanely violent. Yeah. And then Ron Goldman is like stabbed a ton, right? I mean, it. so it's like they're very angry at Ron Goldman, okay? <clears throat> so at this point, 
from what I've, all the documentaries I've watched, everything that I've seen, right? It's not like the police just knew that O.J. Simpson was in town and he's hanging out, whatever, or that he's not or whatever. They have no idea from, what's going on. From what I've heard, it sounds like they just didn't want it to be him, you know? Like, you just right. don't expect it. He's, a, he's America's sweetheart, you know? You don't want it to be him, so... Right. You assume it's not him. <laughs> right. And they and there's so much blood at Nicole's house, yeah. right? And there's... We're in Beverly Hills, man. We're not... This isn't, like... It's, it's a pretty well-gated community and this and that. But, I mean, she doesn't have a gate walking up to her front door. Anything like that. So, they're dead in the front yard. Okay? And we're going to talk a little bit about just how bad it was handled. The whole scene. Because it's now going to become, you know, like everybody and their dog's going to drive by. All this and that. So, they don't want the law enforcement family they, they don't want all these other people driving by and standing out here to see the bodies so they go inside the house they grab all these sheets and stuff like that and they cover the bodies in the yard and contaminate the crime scene just bigger than i'll get out okay um they lose certain trace evidences stuff like that so anyway they find these two bodies outside and they start investigating the scene right away and then they're like, we have to go to OJ's house and make sure that he's okay. Because this could have been a crazy fan that's just going after OJ or yeah. whatever. Or they're still going to let OJ know. So they go over to OJ's house and they can't get in. Right? So they're trying to get in through the gates because he lives in a gated right house. Yeah. And so they finally end up getting a hold of Cato Kalen. Now, he lives in the pool house at the back of the mansion. Okay. Kato Kalen does. Kato, yeah, yeah, Kato Kalen lives. And what, is he just a tenant? No, so he's like, takes care of the property, oh, and okay. he's a friend of OJ's, and I oh, think he's helping him out. Pretty much just gave one of his friends a job to take care of the whole thing. Unless look right. At, yeah, okay. yeah. and right. so he yeah. ends up, he lives in the pool house, but he's just a friend, and yeah. And like I said, I do think that he takes care of the place. But anyway, he's the only one that's there. So they go to the pool house. They end up knocking on the door. No one's answering at the mansion. Cato finally answers the door. And they're like, hey, we're trying to check on OJ. Do you know where he's at? Is he okay? And they're like, and Cato's like, I have no idea. You know, I think that he flew out last night and he's in Chicago. So OJ at the time, is in Chicago. So then, he then says... He said last night, so it would be after the murder, so they couldn't place him somewhere else. Well, they didn't know that yet. Oh, okay. So they don't know that yet. All they know is Nicole and Ron are dead. Cato's at the house, at OJ's house, alone. And OJ is in Chicago. Okay? So, they ask Cato... Like he or no, sorry. So Cato then ends up telling them, in the middle of the night though, I heard this loud bang on this wall in between the fence and the house. So Mark Furman is one of the investigators, and he goes in between. Um, he goes around the edge in between the fence and the house, and he finds a glove with blood on it, laying next to the house. The uh, infamous, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit glove. That is the same glove. <laughs> this is the glove that he finds. 
at OJ's property, covered in blood. They bag it. So now they're like, this is weird, right? So then they start checking out OJ's place. They find his 93 Bronco that's white. Also got blood all over it. It's got blood like um, on the door handle. There's blood inside of it. There's blood like different, there's streaks of blood. There's blood evidence on this. So they collect the Bronco. They collect the glove. Like it's already tying together that this, why is there blood at OJ's house? Yeah. Separate location. And then there's all this stuff at Nicole's house. So then they call OJ. If you're a cop, if I'm a cop, that gives me two options. Either one, that the killer also was there and did something to OJ, or OJ was part of it. Right. Clearly, those are your only two options. Right. He was either part of being a victim, or he was part of victimizing. Right. If you will. That's probably not the right terminology, but still. No, you're right, though. So now, they call... OJ in Chicago, wake him up in his motel room, and then they let him know about Nicole. And he's like, yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> so now he's going to fly back from Chicago, and then he's going to come in and he's going to talk to police, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. now they're prosecuting, not prosecuting, they're processing OJ's house and Nicole's house. But here's the dumb shit. They then have this glove in their per on their person from OJ's house and they go over to Nicole's house where they're processing all of this and he still got the evidence on him. Hmm. So now there's cross contamination because they're taking shit from OJ's over to Nicole's. So it's just stupid, right? And then there was like they weren't changing their gloves out. For the crime scene techs, in between, and like there was everything around, passing all the evidence. Right, it was just cross contamination, cross contamination, cross contamination. Almost like they were paid to mess it up. (laughs) Right, it's just not good. Right, but anyway, you look at it. Still, the main pieces of evidence we have is that you had this glove. You end up having Nicole's um, blood on it, OJ's blood on it. You got the the blood on OJ's Bronco. At OJ's house. Like, there's a bunch of stuff right here. So, they want to talk to OJ. So, OJ comes to the police department to talk to the officers, to the investigators. When he when he walks in, you can watch video of this on any documentaries. He walks in and he's got a bag with him when he walks in. Okay? He had, he had set, they had set this up. So he comes in, does the interview. I've actually read the transcript. It's crazy, mm-hmm. crazy, crazy. He doesn't, they don't do that great of a job. Like every time that they have him quite like on the edge of like an admission or something, then they quit pushing. They never check in questioning. the bag. Right. Well, it was good questioning. They laid it all out. Turns out they, they were together, him and Nicole at a uh, recital for one of their kids. The night of the murder. The night of the murder. So he places him with him the night of the murder. Right. <laughs> and then, but after the recital, Nicole leaves, OJ goes home. And then, Nicole is at home. Well, no, she, she goes out to eat. She goes out to a restaurant. Mm. This is actually, because a lot of people say, like, Ron Goldman was her friend, but he's not. I mean, he's probably somewhat of a friend, an acquaintance, 
but he was a waiter at the restaurant. So Nicole goes home, Ron gets off of work, and Nicole had left her sunglasses at the restaurant. So Ron was just dropping them off. Yeah, I think I would have uh, left them at the restaurant. Like, hey, these are hers. Well, yeah, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. if he'd have known that an angry somebody yeah. was at the house ready to cut people up, he yeah. probably wouldn't have went there. Freaking head off, yeah. I'm sure right. he wouldn't have done it. <laughs> right. So it's crazy, right? So so Ron Goldman's just dropping sunglasses off to Nicole because she frequents the restaurant. So he sees her in the restaurant often. So he's like, I'm just going to drop these off over there. And then there was speculation that they were dating or something, but they weren't. Even if they weren't, they didn't have that coming. <laughs> right. No. But it's just... Just crazy that he's just dropping these off and then he's yeah. now included it. Now Have those to be two at the wrong place at the wrong time. Right, and yeah. they're forever, always known together now. Mm-hmm. So that's the crazy yeah, part of the whole sucks. thing. But Maybe then OJ just went home. He's he's hanging out with Kato Kalen at, at the mansion, and then OJ admits that he left the house by himself, took his car, is what he says. For a little while and then returned home they never really nailed down he said he went for ice cream but that's it they're like okay did you go anywhere else while you're out anybody like what were the times this and that they don't do any of that stuff anyway then the person comes in to take mug shots of oj and they're like oh we're done so they take a picture with oj and then he takes his mug shots and then he leaves with his attorneys. And when you see him coming out, the attorneys are carrying the black bag. The black bag goes into the trunk of the limousine. They drive off. No one ever knows what happened to the black bag. No one ever searched it. All the evidence, it's probably burned. <laughs> so I've heard speculation, right? Complete spec, pure speculation. Nobody knows what was in that, right? Except for O.J. Simpson. And if you want to talk to us about it, O.J., just give us a call. Yeah, we'll set that up. talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> So, but there's speculation that the murder weapon and stuff like that was in that bag because there was so much evidence make, like placed saying he was the killer. He was going to come in, admit to it, Try but to they never deal. they never even got him on the ropes. They never went for the big kill. They never went for the big questions. They didn't yeah. take him down. Like, they didn't I, do it. I could definitely see his attorney saying, well, you know, they, they got you dead to right. They got, you know, a glove with... The victim's blood at your house. Your vehicle maybe, with the... Yeah, maybe bring in the evidence. Tell them, you know, you're going to do all this. We can work a deal right. out. You're not going to get the death chair. You maybe not even get life. Or, you know, well, obviously you're going to get life, right, for that. I mean, even if you're famous... Well, if they say it's a crime of passion um, and it's in California and he's a superstar, like, like maybe he just gets like a... Like a... 10, 20 year deal or... Right. Okay. Right, so, yeah, like so a manslaughter probably, or something like yeah. that. So like, they pretty much showed up expecting to plead guilty and get a manslaughter 10, 20 years. And right. the cops were so dumb, they're like, oh, you know what, never mind. I think we might be able to get away with this fucking thing. Right. Let's go for it. And that's basically what they... Jeez, that's yeah. the way that it sounds. <laughs> now, that's pure, again, pure speculation from the person that I heard that from. Um, but then you watch the video and you see it. No one ever searched the bag. There's no record of anybody ever searching the bag. And you see him walk in with the bag, and you see his attorneys walking out with the bag. And the bag goes in the trunk of the car because there was media everywhere. Yeah. Right? It's like the cops were just 
big NFL fans. <laughs> they probably were. Yeah. yeah. And so now, and I mean, this is catching so much. I mean, this is national news, mm-hmm. right? And so now everybody's out there watching as OJ leaves. You can watch video of him leaving the police station after he goes yeah. in for his interview. All right. So now they put enough together and they decide to issue a warrant for OJ's arrest. Okay. Now he's got a buddy, um, AJ. I can't think of AJ's last name, but AJ like worshipped OJ. Okay, so much so that OJ's got a white Bronco, AJ has a white Bronco, okay? So now his buddy's over there at the house, and then this warrant comes down for the arrest of OJ. So OJ jumps in the back of AJ's Bronco, and then the infamous police chase, right? This is where, and OJ has a gun to his head in the back seat. Yeah, okay. national coverage live, too, during oh. the chase. And it's on every news now, station everywhere. And now, this is where the people like me, as a kid, because that chase went on for, it seemed like days. It was like you, you had a few sleep cycles in there, and you're like, oh, so OJ's still running? You know? And, but it wasn't. It was just a few hours. I, well, <laughs> they stopped and filled up a bunch of times, yeah. Um, it's kind of like the jet that comes down. Then they had yeah. the little deal. They kept refueling it, kept yeah. him going. So because he's famous, they don't throw up spikes. They don't hit his ass in like well, they normally do and drag him a spin or nothing. Or So in California, in those days, yeah, that has something to do with it. The fact that he doesn't, technically he doesn't have anybody in there, right, that he's got holding the gun to. He's holding the gun on himself, threatening to commit suicide. So they're just staying back. And they're talking to him. Literally, when you're watching it, you can see the voice of OJ because they keep talking to him on the phone. I didn't even know they had cell phones back then. They did. Well, the yeah. big old things, the antenna yeah. coming yeah, the out. Car phone. Flip. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's about right. <laughs> yeah. And so they were, they kept talking to OJ and he and they kept talking to AJ and it was, you know, they were going on and on, but it was crazy. Right? Yeah, AJ's on the phone, man. I'd get fucking. 12 to a mile right now. You sure you want to keep following me? I just topped it off. I can go for four more hours. (laughs) But they also were having a problem in California for a while where if if you did something wrong, like the news coverage of a pursuit was huge. So then, like, you'd just run, and then there'd be helicopters up, and you'd be on the news. Boom. Anchorman 2. Yeah. Ron Burgundy is like, you know what? Just go ahead and follow him real quick. <laughs> Saves his career. <laughs> and that's how it was. So then there for a while, they were like, don't do anything because you're just giving them ammunition. Then they were trying to get it like, hey, stop like glorifying people running from us. But this was at the height of that. So like there was people running constantly. There was, if I remember right, like people quit even tuning into the news. Like, but... I mean, they'd break into your, you know, like it was on everything. Like all of a sudden, be sitting there watching, you know, Family Feud, and then bloop, another pursuit. Yeah. Well, all, all it is is what an eluding charge, and is that even a felony? Is it a misdemeanor? Uh, I think it depends. Some depends of them the are misdemeanors. What's that? Depends on the state. Yeah. Okay. And like the extent of it, and what happens during it, I suppose. Right. A lot of things are the. Yeah. Are the totality of the circumstances. Yeah, well, you're fucking, if you're sitting on three felonies, what's another misdemeanor? <laughs> Why not roll the dice? Well, some it people make, make it more harsh. Like I'm pretty sure I'd have to look. Um, 
Nah, I don't even remember what it was back in 94. So there's no. But anyway, so he's running. And there was tons of cop cars behind him. And they weren't running at high speeds, anything like that. And then there was people <laughs> there was people lining up on the city streets and they were like cheering on OJ and it was just unreal. So guy. finally he decides he's going to go home and then they just met him at his house. They went into his gate, went in, arrested him, brought him out, and like didn't make it any more of a spectacle. It was just an unbelievable event, right? Mm. But the people that didn't know about the murder at the time, everybody knew about the the OJ police chase. I mean, yeah. that... That was bigger than everything. I mean, that's where it caught my attention. So now he's in custody. Now the trial starts. And he's got he's got Johnny Cochran, Robert Shapiro. Now it starts out that Robert Shapiro is the main attorney. Okay? And then he's got Robert Kardashian. And then he's got um, Lee Bailey, Marsha Clark. Um, was Marsha Clark was the lead prosecutor. And it's just crazy, the whole entire thing. And they did so many things wrong. Marsha Clark did so many things wrong. Um, and you can't... I, I mean, who's prepared for the biggest case yeah, of all time? pressure, a lot oh. of stuff. I mean, yeah. And then, and then he's got so much money, so much fame. Oh, yeah. And so he's, he's known you. as like a great guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... He you're, not been, fighting, you're not just fighting the case against this one person almost. Like you're fighting the case against all of his fans, America, all this stuff. Right. You know, especially during those times. Everything that right. Was going and on. you're also talking Los Angeles in 94. And there was, I mean, you had the Rodney King beating, yeah. which was Cops horrible. Cops were not good at the time. No. You know, clearly. Yeah. And it was bad. And they, they had done so many riots in Los Angeles at that time. Yeah. So you and, know if you win, there's a good chance there's going to be another ride. Right. You know, so you got right. that too. Right. Maybe, maybe she didn't want this that. Is, this couldn't have come even at a worse time for Los Angeles either. I mean, it was yeah. just, everything about it was not good. Right? So. I think I think if, if OJ did do it, he was 100, like, he had a one in a million chance to make it. And he was exactly where he needed to be at the exact right time. Right. You know, that that was his one and only chance, and he was lucky enough to be there. Right. Oh, 100%. Because everything that starts to happen, like where the crime was committed, was in a rich neighborhood, and it was a different demographic of people. So they decide to move it to, well, for multiple reasons, but it was like to be able to accommodate all of the news media that was going to be there, um, and then have a bigger base of people for the jury pool. And so they moved it downtown. It changes your yeah. demographics. The now jury, you're, everything changes. Everything changes. Because if they would have tried it where the murder happened in that jurisdiction, your jury pool was different than where they ended up being. Yeah. And now you're in places where the riots were predominant and everything else. And it's like, it didn't matter. I mean, it did matter, but it, they, there were already, the cards were stacked against law enforcement. 
right? So it was the police, it was the prosecution. They were, it was already, this is OJ, you better prove him, right? Yes, better and, right. right. And he then comes in with the dream team. And again, it starts out Robert Shapiro is the main prosecutor, or sorry, main defense attorney. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, Shapiro took a back seat because they ended up making it completely racially charged. And Johnny Cochran took it that way. And he and he was very successful at everything that he did. Um, his defense was they were the dream team. How much he made off that case? Oh, I bet they took a lot. His career wasn't already doing great. I guarantee it was after that. I bet it's skyrocketed him, and he was just set for life after that. Well, I'm guessing Robert Kardashian was already doing well, but his family is richer than rich for nothing really other than knowing O.J. Simpson. I mean, and then being on the dream team. Having money and being able to make businesses out of it and right. yeah, show out of it and all that, just right. because of the name, right? Yeah, yeah. The name turned into it, and then all the girls are really good looking, and they could get a TV show, yeah. and now they're just famous because they were famous. Yeah, and they're rich because they've already got so much money that they can just turn it into anything. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. But this is well, Robert Kardashian was already in a well-established, like rich attorney, but it's just crazy, yeah. right? So, anyway, everybody remembers the, they, they so baited, they did such a good job. I mean, you just can't. Like, Mark Furman was a white male police officer, and he had been to OJ's house a handful of times for domestic abuse, domestic Mm -hmm. assault, for him, for OJ, the accusations were that O.J. maybe would have beat, had had beaten up Nicole at the time. He was arrested once, but there was other times that they just left. Mark mm-hmm. Furman was working the area, as a, and then he becomes an investigator, and then he investigates the O.J. trial, Jeez. or the O.J. murders, whatever. I'm guessing he's a fan of them. Well, he... So he had done tried to become an actor at some point and he had done some readings and he had said some pretty racist stuff and they brought it up. So he, they bring him in, he testifies to finding the glove at the OJ house and seeing the blood on the Bronco. So the main guy, the main one guy. of the main investigators. The main, yeah. and also one of the main mistake makers. <laughs> but yep. still, it didn't matter what he made mistakes. It mattered that it was one of the Police officers that that was the one of the big faces of their investigation of, of everything, and they just pulled him in to make a, a mockery out of him that he's racist and everything. So whether he was yes. in, whether he was valuable or not didn't matter. It was at what it that time, like to yes. people. Yeah. So okay. when he first comes in for the prosecution and he gives all of his testimony and all of the damning evidence and everything else, it's great. Then they find out about his background about, and they find this one tape. They play the tape. Just tarnishes everything. Tarnishes all of it. And then they call him back in. Okay. So when he comes back in, he pleads the fifth. Okay? Which is his right against self-incrimination. Okay? So he doesn't have to testify. But now, everything that he's testified to is screwed. It's just screwed. Right? And then they ask him a question. And he says, 
um, I'd like to invoke the my Fifth Amendment right to blah, blah, blah. And then they go, okay. So they ask him another question. And he says, I'd like to invite, I'd like to invoke my Fifth Amendment right. And then they're like, okay. So safe to say that every question we ask you then is you're just going to plead the Fifth, right? And he goes, I plead the Fifth. And they're like, okay, yeah, all right. So he's just going to plead the Fifth on everything. So they're like, ha-ha. You planted the glove at OJ's house. And he says, I plead the fifth. And you're like, oh, my God. Okay, so now there's reasonable doubt to believe that he may have. Which is all they need to win the case. Right. Any bit of reasonable doubt. Right. And it's crazy. And then, and this was all Johnny Cochran. I mean, he it was, it was brilliant the way that he did it. And then he ended up baiting the prosecution into asking OJ to put on the glove. Now this glove, they didn't they didn't take the make of the glove and they didn't take the size and they didn't go buy a glove. This is a glove that has been in evidence for years, covered in blood. Yeah. Laying in a bag. They take it out, they put a plastic glove on his hand. Yep. And then they tell him try to put that leather Glove on. And if I was him, I'd have been doing hand workouts like crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> it's unreal. Whatever you gotta do. And he clearly does it. my hand that whole time to get it to swell up. <laughs> right. You know, like banging it on stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. Jeez. And he says the famous thing. He, he tries. The glove doesn't fit. You can tell that he's... Not actively trying. not even trying yeah. to put it on his hand. Yeah. It's close to fitting, but whatever. And then he said, again, this is a glove soaked in blood for years. Like leather doesn't shrink. And okay, anyway, I digress. So <laughs> it's just unbelievable. And then he says the famous, if the glove doesn't fit, then you must acquit. And again, with just everything, it was like a perfect storm. We're all watching. I, I don't know if anybody wasn't watching. I, I think, I don't know what it is, but I'm guessing that it's like a 99% of everybody was watching the, tri- the verdict. I wonder, from what I hear, is everyone was pretty split on what they expected the outcome to be. Oh, dude. They were, national news media was doing all kinds of interviews outside, and it was, it was 50-50. It was crazy. I mean, I don't think you can ask anybody now that, and they're like, I don't think he did it. I think everybody's well, like, oh, yeah, he, he did, did that. It, yeah. Yeah. Everyone Everybody's like, oh, yeah. oh yeah. He, he he may have done that shit, right? Yeah. So, but then comes out, not guilty. Crazy. Insanity. He gets released. Then it's not over because now Ron Goldman's family sues him, right? Mm-hmm. And wins because, <laughs> yeah. This is nuts. This is mind-blowing. Well, but they there's a restitution, right? Right, Murder. but it's it's a whole different ball game. The civil side and the criminal side are totally different. But you wouldn't be uh, accountable for restitution had you not done it in the first place. Mm-hmm. So how do you find him guilty to have to pay for the damages done if because, you do the damages? Because the things that were allowed in the trial, like the bloody glove and the blood in the Bronco... And like all of the evidence that says he did it, yeah, it's all in. It's thrown out, but 
during the, the case, though, because of it, in the, the difference the officers and the difference in criminal is you're taking away somebody's rights, mm-hmm. and so therefore you have to be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that they did it. Okay, and so and then you're gonna punish the person. Well, they took that reasonable doubt to the utmost extreme. They did. <laughs> and they put... They did a very good job. They did a very good job. Most clear-cut case I've ever seen in my life. Right. <laughs> I just fucking threw it out the window. <laughs> right. And then, in the civil case, it's a whole different ballgame. Right? Mm-hmm. There, It's different rules of engagement. Yeah, because all that shit out now. They can, but it's different. Because it's a judge that's overlooking everything, and then it's the way things get to come in. Is there a jury in? in civil? No. So it's just a judge. So it's you gotta, up to a yeah, judge. you got to prove that reasonable doubt shit to a judge. <laughs> one but it's different because you're just submitting evidence to a judge so he can look everything over so he can determine whether or not you owe somebody money or not. Yeah. Whether for damages or whatever. So it's just a different burden. It's a whole different thing, civil and criminal. So a lot of people think that things are criminal and it's just a civil thing. So you have a civil issue, it's not going to work in the criminal because it's a different burden to me, okay? So anyway, he gets found guilty in civil court and he owes him... Guilty of what exactly? What was the case? So I think it's... they, They considered that he was guilty in the death of those two people. Jeez. And that he then owed... murder. Yeah. <laughs> and that he then owed the family money for damages to their family for take for the damages loss. Damages in the likeness of the life of their loved one. Right. Yeah. I don't know exactly how it's wor- worded. Um, Jeez. But he was... Okay, so he, he was unanimously... And I guess it was a civil jury... Okay, so it says a civil jury in Santa Monica unanimously found him liable in the wrongful death of and battery against Goldman and battery against Brown. He was ordered to pay $33.5 million in damages. Yeah. And he's never paid a fucking dime of it, has he? Yeah. Never a fucking penny. In February of 99... An auction of his ho- oh my god, of his Heisman Trophy and other belongings um, netted almost five hundred thousand dollars, which all went to the Goldman family. Hmm. So somebody out there is holding on to the to Simpson's Heisman Trophy. They've got it sitting on their manual. I wouldn't even want it. I don't want no, it. <laughs> no. I think it's unreal, though. I, I mean, well, I, I mean. I, I can't even say thousand for anyone's Heisman Trophy in the first place. Like, right? I just wouldn't. Even if I had that kind of money, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> so he gets. So Simpson gets paid twenty eight thousand dollars a month from his NFL pension because he's a what, retired NFL player That'd and he's nice. in That's the Hall of Fame. Retirement. <laughs> yeah, twenty eight thousand a month. That's a hell of a yeah. retirement. But doing great. <laughs> they won't for some reason let the Goldman family. So he's only paid him like this five hundred thousand dollars, and that's it. Because he moved to, what, Florida? And well, so, at the time, it went, if he moved to Florida, then, yeah, Florida, see, in August of 07, a Florida bankruptcy court awarded the rights to the book. Oh, my God. Because um, 
OJ apparently wrote a book called If I Did It. Oh my god. Yeah. Confessions of the Killer. Um, wow. And then they wrote this book. What are you right? What he would have done differently if he if he did it? No. Even though he did, but like maybe <laughs> it's unreal. I would have gotten away from that civil case. But all of the rights to the book were awarded to the Goldman family. Uh, basically, if he sneezes, the Goldman family sues the shit out of him, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I can't even. But double jeopardy, dude. O.J. Simpson can come out right now and say, I did it. This is the shit I would have done. He can't go to jail. Can't never re- be retried. Yeah. Yeah, double jeopardy. He can't. So why doesn't he just come out and tell people if he did it? Well, because... I, bet I, he make I think he basically that. did. I mean, he wrote a book, said, if I did it. <laughs> Confessions I mean, of the I'm Killer. Saying, I bet he could work a deal out with ABC News or any news station and say, hey, you give me $20 million, and I'm gonna, I'll give you an interview and say I did it. You know, mm-hmm. that's your well, I think that's I think he. It says that the book, which you can look it up, it says the word "if" is tiny and you can barely see it, um, and then there's a large red "i" in the title. So I did it, but wow. then there's a little "if" and it says "confessions of the killer." He should be hung. <laughs> it's crazy. Shot or something. Jeez, like, I, I can't believe that. Like that's how in, messed up our system is. That well, someone literally cut two people's heads off and is just walking around. But he was found guilty by a jury of his peers, and that's the way that the system works. And it's, I mean, <sighs> just messed up. he was tried. They put all of it out there. But, I mean, basically the prosecution didn't money. do their job. It's all about money. Everything's about money. You to can, an you extent. Do, you can have no money and do less and do more time. And if you have money... You do more like murder and do no time. Or, right. You know what I mean? Like, so well, there's, there's a lot that, of cases like it that. It doesn't always work that way. It doesn't always, but there's more. Because, often I mean, look at not. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr.'s got a ton of money. He did prison time. Yeah. I'm He's been found guilty I'm of stuff. I'm just saying, more often than not, the, the those without money and those without privileges are screwed more often than well, the ones with money. We haven't talked about. But that's where, like, Making of a Murderer comes in. Have you watched that documentary? No, I haven't. That's an unbelievable documentary. Should we do a podcast about it? What's that? Should we do a podcast? Yeah, we should both watch it again. I'll watch it again. You watch it. It's on Netflix. Netflix? Making of a Murderer. Yeah. Sounds familiar. I might. Well, it was really, really popular a few years ago. I watched it, Hmm. and I was like, I was blown away. But this is a person that doesn't have much money. He was suing. It's a pretty crazy story. We should Hmm. talk about it. Um, but it says that in 07, um, the state of California claimed that Simpson owed $1.44 million in back taxes. Um, a tax lien was filed in 99. God, you, think, you know, if I, if I murdered someone and got away with it, I think I would be so scared after that that I would be on my P's and Q's about fucking everything. But he just... Mm flaunts it, doesn't pay his taxes, writes books about it. Like, yeah. doesn't pay his restitution. I mean, come on, man. Like, it, I know. The biggest jackass I've ever met in my life, or I ever heard of, read about, whatever. Biggest jackass. So he's had a ton, dude. It's nuts. Um, he was arrested in Florida for battery and burglary of an occupied conveyance. Uh, oh wow! Isn't that the whole so story he, about he his apparently stuff being sold when it wasn't and all that. 
No, so this is, he yanked the glasses off of another motorist during a traffic dispute three months before this. Um, that was in 01. Um, but he was tried and quickly acquitted of both charges in October of 01. Um, <laughs> he was apparently in December of 01, his Miami home was searched by the FBI in suspicion of ecstasy, possession, and money laundering. Um, it says, Not said he was, <laughs> yeah, nothing came of it, but he was sued in federal court over it. He was arrested again in Florida for water speeding through a manatee protection or manatee protection zone and failed to comply with proper boating regulations. Um, it was a misdemeanor, but he was arrested. This is 02. Um, then in 04, <laughs> DirecTV accused him in a Miami federal court of using electronic devices to pirate its broadcast signals. Jesus Christ. This fucking the company later, they won a $25,000 judgment and he was ordered to pay $33,000 in attorney's fees and costs. Later in 08, he was sued for stealing the neighbor's Wi-Fi. Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, he said. And actually, no, but in 08 is when he went to prison. Because um, in 07 is when the whole Vegas robbery happens. Oh yeah, the fake robbery thing. Yes, and it's unreal. Yeah, yeah. So he goes from being like everybody's beloved, you know, and he was very prim and proper to like he was a rapper right after the mm-hmm. all of this mm-hmm. stuff, and then he was doing all this bad stuff, and now all of a sudden, oh seven, he's got his like little gang, and they've got all these guns and. I'm not joking, though. I watched the people that did it to him, right? The people that were there, in quotes. Um, Dude, they so set him up on this. This is so funny. And he just fell for it. And he went in. and But they told him that they had all of his property in this room. And, okay, so so the from what I understand is he had, had hidden... A bunch of his personal belongings so from the Goldmans. So the Goldmans couldn't get it. So we had it in storage units all throughout the country. Right? <laughs> and the way that it turned... Because if anybody found out that he still had it, then they would have taken it and sell, sold it. Right? Um, one of the things that I heard was the Heisman Trophy, which I see on here that the Heisman was sold on auction. So I don't know what to believe, obviously, because you don't know. But... My understanding was is that some of these big things were in storage units. But somehow, they kept like showing up on the black market and being sold and blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out it was his manager was stealing from him. Well, so so some was or like was saying or like someone tricked him into thinking that. Well, could be. That is what I'm Right. This is, again, what I'm saying is just stuff that I heard yeah. and I don't remember if it was documentaries or if it was I, I took say a, at all times is allegedly you can't see us <laughs> <laughs> right well I didn't say any of this stuff just what I hear so that's just kind of the way that it was what I heard in one of the documentaries or whatever I watched and it was that his stuff was just spread out all over the place and then his manager was stealing it out of the storage units and then selling it. So then he was actively looking for his stuff. So he gets told by one of these guys 
that these three guys are getting ready to sell some of that stuff in the from the storage units in one of the hotel rooms in Vegas. So then this guy that set him up, and if you watch the documentary, you can tell the guy 100% set him up. He was like, he calls OJ and he's like, they're, they're there. They're in the room right now. And then he's in the room with the guys that are selling it when OJ comes in. And then <laughs> it turns out it was all stuff that like OJ had let. I don't know, man. It is just unreal. So, but they come, any way you look at it, these guys have some type of property that they're selling that belonged some way to OJ. OJ and a couple of his buddies come in. OJ pulls a gun, refuses to let anybody leave until he gets his property back that's been stolen from him. And he holds them there until he takes all of their stuff and then they leave the room. And then the guy that had told him that this stuff was being sold led OJ in there. Then he went straight, obviously, to the cops was like, it was OJ, I know OJ, because I told OJ where to be, how to be there, everything else, right? Mm. So then, anyway, OJ gets arrested, and it was for all kinds of shit. Along with three other men, he's charged with criminal conspiracy, kidnapping, assault, robbery, and Jesus use of a deadly Christ. weapon. Bell said at 125000 with stipulations that he must have no contact with those defendants. I'm guessing you posted bail. Oh, of course. 125000 yeah. okay. I mean, yeah. are you kidding me? That's not even a, what? Half a year of his pension. For no, he gets paid 28000 a month. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah. Not so, it's just that, unreal. Yeah. Anyway, so he ends up going to trial on this. And, I mean, they got him dead to rights on this, just like they did on other stuff. But, now he's in Vegas. Here's the crazy thing. So, um, what was her name? I can't think of her name now. Uh, Marsha... Marsha Clark. So Marsha Clark was the prosecutor in the Los Angeles stuff. Then she got out of being a prosecutor. She's not an attorney anymore. Now she is a uh, uh, reporter. So now at the O.J. Simpson trial in Las Vegas in 07, Marsha Clark is front row behind the scenes as a reporter. So now she's reporting on the O.J. Simpson trial, number Jeez. two. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. So it's unreal. So let's see if I can. I'll just go down. So um, he paid. Oh, my God. He faced a possible life sentence with parole, with a chance of parole, on the kidnapping charge, mandatory prison time for armed robbery. Um, my God. So it says on December 5th, he was sentenced to a total of 33 years with possibility of parole after nine years. So he tried to take him, he tried to get it appealed, um, but the Supreme Court denied his request. Um, they affirmed his convictions, and then he served his sentence at the Lovelock Correctional Center. Um, says his inmate ID number was 1027820. Um, they reopened the case 
a Nevada judge agreed in 2012 to reopen the armed robbery case against him to see if he was badly represented by his lawyers. Um, says they denied him for bail and then they upheld it. Yep. The judge apparently later wrote that Simpson's contentions lacked merit. So he served until 2017. That's when he was released, October 1st, 2017. Served almost nine years. And then apparently, December 14th, he was also now, he's off parole and everything. December 14th, what year? 2021. 21. So he was in prison from 08, 09, somewhere in there. 08. Oh wait, until... 17. Oh, 2017. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So he served just shy of so nine years. I guess I got confused there. And then he was released from um, parole. Oh, parole. So he was okay, released okay. on parole in so, 2017. Okay. So then he was on parole until 21. Then now he's just done with all of it. So he ended up doing, what, nine years altogether pretty much, what you're saying? Yeah, he did yeah. nine years, and then he had a couple years of parole. And now he's got nothing. Now he's just chilling. And when I was just looking all this up, um, I went to his O.J. Simpson on Twitter. And he is, if anybody's interested, um, he talks about the Buffalo Bills. He's posting videos pretty regularly. Um, He's at the real (laughs) O.J. (laughs) 32. And here he's, uh, let's see, he was talking about USC right there. Great weekend of football there. Still USC there. Much respect. So always giving respect out to this year's Heisman Trophy candidates, in case anybody is really (laughs) curious about that. Um, And then... He starts getting a little bit political. Uh, I'm guessing. Uh, never mind. <laughs> so, championship Sunday. That was the for the football. So he does a lot of like football stuff. Or is there? Is he, is he getting a lot of likes? Dude. Really. Hundred and seventy point six thousand views. That says not the best time of year for sports fans. Here's a never dull moment in football and politics. 82,000 views. Now here's people keep asking O.J. Simpson's opinion on the trial of Alex Murdoch. 1.9 million views. Yeah, I haven't watched it. um, But 1.9 million people did. They probably wanted to know, like, did he think that, you know... That what, what Alex Murdoch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that Alex Alex Murdoch's um, defense team was as good as OJ's, or do you think it wasn't as good as OJ's? What I mean, how did how did you do it? Oh, he goes down goes Murdoch. That one's only six hundred thirty five thousand views. Wow. Come join me in Vegas. Here he is sitting next to his really nice swimming pool with his pine tr- palm trees behind oh, him. I want to join you so you can chop my head off too. <laughs> well, he's 75 now. He'd probably still whip my ass. My sister with a heart. Um, back in the swing of things. Then he did another um, 
Oh yeah, here's uh, it's no one's fault. Hashtag Gwyneth Paltrow ski crash trial. 86,000 views, 168,000 on his opinion of let the jury system work. So I'd rather shit a pine cone than hear his fucking opinion. (laughs) I know, but he's given it. Like it's crazy. And there's people are liking it. Like nuts. He's got 888,000 followers. Nuts. Why? I don't know, dude. I I don't understand it. I mean, what? You're just curious, I guess, or maybe you believe he's innocent, or maybe you don't think he's innocent. You just, you know, you're interested in the story like so we are. So here's what I think. I think people, regardless of what they think about, you know, him murdering and that trial that we talked about in the '90s. Any way you look at it, he's O.J. Simpson, and then I mean, all of the crazy stuff that's happened over the years. I mean, he's still O.J. Simpson. I mean, he's yeah. one of the still biggest famous. figures. Yeah, the O.J. Simpson yeah. trial. Oh yeah. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, I wonder if there's people that know about the trial that didn't even know that he was a football player. Probably. I guarantee there are. Yeah. Dude, if you really think about it, I mean, it. the two biggest things from 1990 to like 2002 that were covered by the by the news was like the OJ trial and 9-11. Like that, name something that was bigger than either one of those two. Right. Nothing. I mean, there's... A, there's a lot of things that happened in the 90s. It's but really pretty have, crazy. But they had that much attention, But no, though. nothing. Nothing yeah. was as big as the O.J. Simpson trial. So now the fact that he's finally out of prison. And I mean, it's kind of crazy. I'm not... I'm he, One of these videos is on right now. And it's not... No volume, obviously. But it's just sitting here. But I mean, dude, dude's got a huge house. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just unreal. Yeah. He still with... gets... So he, he gets to just... I don't know. With all the money that he owes, everything else, but he's got this big old huge mansion with a nice swimming pool. Looks like he's living in Vegas now. So, anyway. How does he get away from having to pay the fucking... uh, I don't know what the rules and laws are. Maybe he set up a plan that he pays a dollar a month for the rest of his life. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. I don't know. If he's got that many followers, that means... If he has followers on Facebook or whatever, he's making money. He's making bank. Oh. Because they're going to throw ads in on, on whatever he posts and all that shit. So man, oh, maybe he did. Maybe he could get it paid off. Dude, he, get, his he gets 1,800 likes. Bank. It says he's had 698,000 views. Maybe he just, yeah, maybe he just made he's that got, money. He's getting 600 retweets. Maybe he made 300 comments. social media and just paid them off and now he can live where he wants to fucking live. Who knows? Yeah, maybe he did. I have no idea. It doesn't. It doesn't say that anywhere, and no. I highly doubt it. No. But it's just unreal. So crazy. But there he is. He's doing him now, and looks like he's living in Vegas. He's asking people to go there with him, and he's got five hundred <laughs> tweets. And I don't know who would want to go there with him. It's like if he gets mad, like who knows where it's gonna go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like hey, I like my head. I think yeah. you just set it up right away. You're just like hey. He's like, I don't mind hanging out with you, but I like living, and I like my head where it's at. He's okay. Like, he's like playing roulette, like red or black. Like, I, ain't, I don't want to fucking. <laughs> you think whatever you want, buddy. <laughs> I'm not getting involved. <laughs> yeah, don't ask my opinion, OJ. No. Yeah, it's unreal. So, it's crazy. This story has always intrigued me. Um, I've watched every documentary. Again, I followed it when I was a kid. 
it was just, it's just unreal to me. I'm glad we did this. I this is very interesting, and I, I liked it. I learned a lot from it. Yeah, it's very unreal. Fun. So, all right, we've been going for a minute. Fat, um, fat minute, as I like to say. Yes. So, but it was good. I think yeah, I had a great time with it. Went by quick. Very very fun, interesting. That's the kind of podcast I like. You learn something, you have fun while you're learning it. Absolutely. All right. Remember, go check us out on all of our social media. We don't have half of the people that are yeah. following O.J. Simpson. We're gonna, it's we're un- unbelievable. We're going to OJ you. you know? <laughs> but, well, we're not going to do that. But, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Go check us out on Patreon. Help us with Seth's chair. That'd be great. Yeah, at least we can pop and some of that was my beer can. Most of it was a chair. <laughs> I need the beer because of the chair. You know, think but about. everything else. I mean, go watch our TikToks. They've been funny. You know, we've we post all kinds of fun stuff. Go find us on Facebook. I'm posting all kinds of funny crap on Facebook. Yeah. It's hilarious. Go check us out. Ooh, um, the chair remember... doesn't fit. You must submit. Money. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I think it works. Post a better saying than that. Like give, give us something. Yeah, give, give us something. Attention. Yeah, we always like people to say things to us and tell stuff. Give us and... attention at all in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Just any way you can to let us know if you guys are liking it. Because uh, we're enjoying doing it. So, we're open for suggestions. Absolutely. The if there's a story that we haven't covered that you want to hear us tell, let us know. Yeah, All right. But, uh, so, remember social media, everything else. Uh, and then on this podcast, give us five stars. All right. It really helps the algorithms. And then leave a statement. I don't care if you just put cool, good. Um, you know. Up. The fucking dick emoji. Eggplant. Sorry, Grandma. Do something. <laughs> give, give us something. <laughs> that sounds great. Otherwise, we're going to keep putting it out anyway. So, we'll see you. Uh, we've been, we used to do weekly, but now we're changing it. We're doing like every other I say week. We, I say we put something out. I, I think we should put something else out this week and make up for it. Okay. So I'll be at home. Why not? All right. That sounds great. Well, I, I enjoy doing this. So, I'll put out three a week. I don't care. Yeah. So, um, but anyway... Help us out by hitting like and all that other stuff. So thank you guys. Have a great week. Adios. Adios.